Hello, hello. If you're listening to this, it's going to be January 1st, 2020, or beyond. And that's a cool thing for babies, maybe, if climate change is solved, which it will be. I'm coming into this year with optimism. Hi, and welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. My name is Nick. I'm a comedian and a writer, and I also do... I do little things. I don't know. Why am I trying to title myself? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a live man. I am just a live man. And I am at the tail end of a little vacance, as the French say, in New York City. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And this, this is a crazy little vacation slash cat sit. I've done a little bit of comedy. I uh, was at Littlefield last night, r- 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 ripping it up, and QED in Queens a few days earlier, and hopefully I'll do a bit more comedy. I don't know. I don't know. Every time, you know, it's been a really long time since I've been on a top ten list, man. Throw me a bone. Put this podcast on your top ten podcast list. That's just my immediate feeling right now, you know. Give me a, give me some plaudits. But honestly, I don't care. Honestly, I'm gonna keep on doing things. I've had a lot of fun stuff come up, even just today. This uh, Adult Swim swim short that I uh, contributed my voice to uh, came out, and response seems to be good. Thank you, Pilot Red Sun, for uh, um, asking me to contribute. Uh, He's part of the Wayne Stop crew that I do things with occasionally, and I'm just so thankful. It's my Adult Swim debut, really, so how about that? And Dave Hill, today's guest on my podcast... Uh, what had me on his So You're Canadian podcast last, yesterday. It's already out on Maximum Fun. Find it. And uh, yeah, so whatever. People are still letting me do things. I don't need to be on your list. Put me on your list. Have you ever been on a list? Email me at weeklypodcast at gmail.com. That's weekly like being weak, not like the week. Uh, and let me know if you've been on a list and how that made you feel. My band once won Best Local Punk Band once. That was pretty exciting. You know? You know what you get for the Best Local Punk Band thing? You get a little a little slip of paper that says Best Local Punk Band. And it doesn't get you free into shows. It doesn't even get you free piercings, which you would think it would. Uh, I uh, It's the last day of the year. I took my mother to uh, the New Jersey Transit so she could head towards Newark Airport safely, uh, navigating from where I am, which is 51st and 9th Street, was difficult. It seemed like the subway would be faster, but it turns out all the subways around here are closed, presumably due to numerous horrific factors, whether it's threats or, you know, uh, overflow, whatever the case, or New Year's Rockin' Eve, banning the subway, I don't know. So then we had to hop in the taxi, he didn't drop us off in front of Penn Station, we ran to Penn Station, barely got her on the transit, but we pulled it off. Then I walked back up to the domicile from 34th Street, and uh, there was a man 
seemed inebriated uh, with another man, and the man was in the door a doorway I passed. He looked like he was peeing, and the guy he was with goes, "Don't what are you doing? You don't don't pee outside." And the guy goes, "What? It's not a bathroom. It's not a bathroom around here." And he turns around, stopping the pee. And I thought, "Oh God." Kept walking. And I was like, wait, if I was walking past him and he turned around mid-pee, do I have pee on me? This was in the back of my mind as I ran small errands, bought an alcoholic kombucha, only in America, <laughs> am I right? And get back to the domicile, greet the cats. looked at my right leg of my jeans and it was wet it was wet and you know I could whine about it but who cares jeans are getting a hot water treatment right now I've showered exfoliated scrubbed I'm not gonna let this bring me down and I'd like to think that my guest today would also not let such a thing bring him down. His name is Dave Hill. He's been on the podcast before. I've been on his podcast. Mostly we've done it via Skype and such. Um, so it was great being just talking in person. Um, he's a, an author. He's written a book called Tasteful Nudes. Another one, Dave Hill doesn't live here anymore, which I'm... That's what I'm actually reading right now, and it's just so mm, fun, funny, interesting... Um, kind of deep and authentic so it's very good and now he has a new book called Parking the Moose which is about his uh, Canadian heritage so yeah Parking the Moose check it out he's got comedy albums he's got his band Witch Taint Painted Doll he's got all kinds of things going on we don't talk about any of that though this was a really cool podcast because for me because we only had like 25-30 minutes uh, to do it and I I just tried to pack a lot into it so I hope you enjoy it and I hope your new year is wonderful and your 2020 is just the bomb and that you know things get a little less tense for everyone I feel like there's a tenseness and I want that to go away so don't worry be happy to quote Bob McFerrin Here's my interview with Dave Hill. Oh, but it's actually, no. 20 minutes is great. 327 is great. We're recording. Great. This is awesome. We're recording. It's happening. Hi. Welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick, and this is my guest today, Dave Hill. Hi, Dave. Oh, hey. Yeah, Thanks that's right. Thanks for having me. we got to jump right in. we got to jump right in, because we're, we're a little crunched. We're on a time crunch. That's fine. A lot I of... have to remember I'm a guest on your show, and yeah. not, not dictate what's happening. It's a little confusing, because you're a guest on my show, but I'm a guest in your house right now. Yeah, yeah, which messes with my head. We're at Dave's house. It's beautiful. Maybe you heard there's ice skates. It's true. <laughs> Above the fireplace. Those were my mom's ice skates. Oh, that's so cute. Ah, oh, that's Thanks. sweet. I just read 70 pages of your book. In one day? Last night, it's yeah. It's a real page turner. It is a page turner. Wow. Thanks for reading that. No problem. I was the place I'm staying. There was a copy of Dave Hill Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Was the, it dog-eared? 
I dog-eared it oh, today. Good, good, good. I, I actually considered bringing it so that you could sign it, and then I could put it back in the house. And then they'd be like, oh my god, this book's <laughs> worth so much. Uh, then I, 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 It was during this whole process where I was like, should I bring a knapsack? I might not be going back home tonight. So I might have to bring a knapsack to like bars and stuff or to the show at Littlefield. Backpack? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that a, a Canadian thing? Knapsack? No. no, it's I think whatever you want. There's It's American as well. Okay. I also was just on your podcast about Canada called So You're Canadian. Yeah, and your new book is called Parking the Moose. That's right. And I'm We're in getting it. those plugs. You you factor in to three chapters, I believe. No, no, take it back. Two. That's great. You're mentioned in the Toronto chapter because mm-hmm. your recommendations of things. Were they good recommendations? I went to Sweaty Betty's on your recommendation. Right. Yeah, that's and cool. And I did have a good time. Great, great. I don't know if I ever asked you this, not to turn it into So You're Canadian, but mm-hmm. when we were there, mm-hmm. this happened several times. Groups of young people mm-hmm. would filter in, do a shot, and leave. Is that something that happens in Canada? Or- I mean... I guess. I don't know. That doesn't happen here? I don't see it. Like, where someone's just like, give us a shot, and then they just leave. Like, I wonder if it happens there because it's at the bottom of a street where there's a bunch of bars. So people are going to Baby Huey. They're going to the Ossington. They're going to um, God knows where else. They're getting some pho. Some pho. Oh, I I like a nice bowl of soup. Yeah. That's funny. You skipped the word because it's a thing now where have you noticed that like when something is when we as a society are told that something needs to be pronounced the some there's a right way to pronounce something that we've been essentially lazily pronouncing. Yeah. Or unknowingly pronouncing wrong that there's an initial period of rejection. People of back that. away from it. And, or you I mean they just pronounce it the wrong way. Yeah, really they just wrong. go, you know. Whatever, I'm not in Vietnam. I'm going to call this pho, pho for the rest of my life. But it's pho. It's pho. Yeah. It's like pho without the pho. T. It's pho. pho. Yeah. Pho. Pho? I think it's like pho. Like foot. Pho. And then there's gif. Yeah, jury's out for me. Where is that jif it's called? Jif. But more people are calling it jif now than ever. I'm going to put my hat on. It's kind of been. Yeah, my my thighs are cold, and I don't really have a thigh hat. I could put your Canada mittens on my thighs. Yeah, my friend Tiffany just sent those to me. God, what a name is Tiffany. It's wow. a good name. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those names like rappers would say, and they're like, just hanging out with Tiffany. Yeah, sure. <laughs> She's got boobs like Tiffany. Is that a thing? I feel like there were so many questionable aspects to that last... Uh, yeah. Couplet I dropped on you. I don't want to unpack it, as people say. That's not a phrase I use. So I read your book. Okay. Not all of it at all. But no. I've also read Tasteful Nudes. I've not read Parking the Moose yet, but I will. And it's waiting for you whenever you're ready. It's waiting for me. Yeah. Apparently today. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't you'll bring you'll, my you'll be leaving with the complimentary copy. Do you you don't have to bring it now. Paper. I think that's fine. I can, I can give you a canvas bag. Wow. Because I save them, yeah. And keep them under my sink. Yes, for just just such an occasion. Right, the swag bag. Yeah, when someone needs to leave with something that they don't want to 
get wet. It's rainy out. Yeah. Manhattan. That's right. So your first chat, it was great. You wrote your thing. Uh, The intro laid down the groundwork. Then there's the story about convincing your uh, dad to go to Japan and that not working out. You talked about your friend Joan, and that was really fascinating. Your friend, the old woman, older woman that you lived with in New York and uh, how you were fixing her up during her mastectomy period where you were getting the blood out of or something. Yeah, you have to milk... I think it's called milking. Mm-hmm. Like when someone has a mastectomy, I know this because I've I've had a few friends who've had this done. Same. And you have to. There's something I can, I'm not a doctor, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's they have to drain the wounds or the surge, whatever it's called, and yeah, she would have these things, and I would have to milk the tubes i don't know if it's called milking but it was like basically milking the tubes blood that's to the tune of your song parking Parking the the moose sure uh let's see mastectomy milking tubes this is something that just as an aside to uh, listeners dave has been googling anything oh milking the drain is called some uh Oh, gee. Yeah, there's drain, the drain. drainage tubes. That's what they're called. And it was very... Uh, I feel like now I would handle it a little, little... I didn't gag or anything, but, yeah. like, it was such a... You know, this was coming up on 17 years ago wow. that this happened, that I was doing this, and it was... um, Like... Uh, intense for me because i i'm not i have no i i did not have the nursing skills uh i was flying blind i mean um yeah the whole thing's crazy yeah so um yeah it was intense i've got worked i've got intense questions for you in our brief thing lay it on me well give me some intense questions one of the things you talk because a lot of the stories so far kind of center around the period after your mother died and uh, you were you and your dad's new dynamic, yeah. and you and your family's new dynamic, which is something I actually really identified with because my dad died a few years ago. And when my, did he die? Twenty late twenty fifteen. Well, you sorry. know, thank you, and uh, I'm sorry about your mom. You know, thank you, and uh, because that was also in your other book, Tasteful Nudes. You just talked about how that affected you, but there was something in your writing in this one where it almost was like you were elaborating more. Maybe it was there was even more distance. Uh, even though there was distance, it still sounded very fresh. And that was what you said was like, it just was like, you could not wrap your head around it. And I, Oh, when my mom died? Yeah. Yeah, it was very, it was, you know, it was just nothing like, well, as you know, probably, I'm assume, assuming there were some similarities as, it's not like having your, your grandparents die or something. No, I mean my dad was sick for sick for he was sick for years. He was sick for years, but mm-hmm. it still wasn't like that. You know, it wasn't something. It was almost like there were two periods. There was like of grief. There's like oh he's diagnosed with an Ill, uh, like an illness that's 
bad. And then you're like, oh, my God, this has never happened before. What the hell is this shit? Mm-hmm. And then when he find, and then you're like, oh no, like they're stopping treatment, like this is really and, well, but and then leading into the whole death thing, and it's just like, then afterwards you're kind of like, what now? But the same, also, you know, like what now? But life is happening, and people are doing stuff. You mentioned the food. What's that? That people give you food afterwards. Oh yeah, for a time. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, because my. You know, my dad was still at the family house, and I was there mm-hmm. um, for a little bit. And yeah, people just keep swinging by with deli platters. Yeah, it's pretty sweet in in one regard. In one regard, you know, in some regards. But then also, you're kind of like, well, you know, why weren't they doing this when we were <laughs> all just a family? Yeah, yeah why, why why don't people bring deli trays over <laughs> all the time in life? But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I know just like launching into that is sort of a with no plan, with no game plan to get out of this part of the conversation. But I just thought it was like, I guess the question I would have for you is like years later, like where are you at with that? Because now I'm pretty much four years later, you know. So even that, where is, am I in terms of uh, uh, like ex- just accepting my mother's death? I guess. Something like that, or like when you think about it, or when if you think about it. Or... Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I still, you know, wish that I could pick up the phone and talk to her, right? And hang yeah. out with her, you know. But I guess I'm a bit, a bit more like kind of, uh, I don't know. I guess you know, it's not something. I still feel very sad about it you know mm-hmm. when I, if i think about it you know of course well i'm very sad to be bringing this into your life no it's not anything right i mean the one thing you know i don't think i mentioned this in my book but the one the one thing i learned from having my mother died is like i always thought like i was of the and wrongfully so i think is you know when someone dies you're like oh i don't if you don't mention say like oh i'm sorry like right away or you know what do you mean if you don't give them some sort of condolences right away and like oh don't bring it up they're not Mm -hmm. gonna want to hear about it Mm -hmm. but i found that always anytime anyone's ever mentioned it i'm always happy to yeah have you know someone say that to me and and the other thing is i learned is like uh is that um uh the, just the 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 semantics of it, the language that people use, people going like, "I'm sorry for your loss," and like <laughs> that instantly, that sounded silly to me. It's like, well, what? <laughs> she died. Like, why don't you just say, "I'm sorry, your mom died"? Because like within my family, right, we just say, you know, when mom died and blah blah yeah. blah, or you know, my dad will say, you know, when your mother died, and <laughs> like we don't t- say like when you know <laughs> when mom passed on yeah, yeah yeah like it's such like a delicate way of speaking that i think is really un- when, when un- unnecessary when mother expire that's yeah, actually more harsh yeah yeah <laughs> expired harsh. is crazy. but it's like there is this language that's created that people use that is absolutely pointless i think because it doesn't right. like it's not painful to hear mm-hmm. the word died like it's you don't have to like uh couch it some other way what do you think of when it gets kind of religious and they're like what do you think of these ones like oh well they're with god now they're playing games with jesus right now 
That's fine. If gaming with Jesus. What if there people think that's what's happening? Whatever. I'm people. Whatever. What, what people about what about? Oh well, you know what? They're not in pain anymore. That's true. You know. I mean, I think that's a more of an immediate uh, thing. Like immediately right. after someone dies, you're like, oh, they're not in pain anymore. So do you think it would be weird if like right? You know, you said, right. Nine, ten years later, <laughs> when, you, when I told you about my dad, if you'd gone, good, he's not in pain. <laughs> if you said good, <laughs> I think it would have been a funny thing to say to you. Um, <laughs> Which would I be wish in, I had. in keeping with uh, your personality. Yeah, your humorous jokes, guy, hum- humorous jokes. Now here's another question. Yes, let me look at the time. Okay, good. We got like seven minutes. I'm only looking just because some. I should turn my phone over. Some it's fine. alerts came down the pike. God, you're, you're. I hate alerts. Me too. Texting, someone. I had to close my browser because someone. And I hate this. If anyone knows me, they know this. No, I don't think I've ever spoken to this publicly. I, I don't know this. Hate when people message you in your Gmail when they direct message you, like the window pops up and they're like, "Hey, what's up?" The chat, the G chat. Hate it. It's weird. I hate it. It's just te- just text me or. Because that that is like is like a window, like where you're like respond to me right now. Like they know it's right in front of your face. I mean, I, I don't, still don't answer. I don't think I've ever contacted you on G Chat. I would flip out. You'd flip. I'd be happy. If it, I don't. I'm know in some group G Chats. That's the thing with people who are all over the world. Like I think that's yeah. a bit different because I'm not in WhatsApp things like that. Mm-hmm. Twitter DM corrals. None of that. So the G chat for me is mostly dedicated to group talk. But if someone else says, "Hey, what's up?" I'm not going to see it, bro. Yeah, bro. For my, so, what's your favorite means of digital contact? Text. Favorite. Mm, I prefer a nice old. I guess digital, but that that doesn't count. Phone call, does it? Mm, I've talked to you on the phone. I like uh, text is fine. Mm-hmm. Email is fine. I just don't like uh, G chat. Yeah. Okay. Because it's like I'm sitting here. Trying to do something. It's like someone walking up and standing over your shoulder being like, hey, what's going on? I find Facebook messaging to be a bit um, hard to control. I can do not consider that a valid form. Like, if if that's how you've tried to contact me, I am... We'll try to respond, but I feel no obligation to (laughs) respond to anyone on Facebook. Plus, like, when you look... It gets filtered out. Like, I discovered there's messages people try, like that you never even see. Yeah, oh, yeah. should go through Other filters. Forget it. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, there was a cool, got a cool message. Hey, it'll be a quick message. Thanks for listening to my interview with Dave Hill. And uh, I just wanted to let you know if you do love me and the podcast and supporting things keeping it alive, keeping things alive, keeping hope alive. If you want to celebrate 2020 by, oh, just supporting a little podcast and helping me pay for the, the, the costs, or if I go travel with some of the people I'll talk to, and all of these things, all these things, I, um, first of all, if you don't have the money, subscribe to this, rate it nicely, review it nicely. This all helps. Tell your friends you like it. Tell them to check something out. And then if you say, boy, I've got a little bit of money to part with, I'd love to part with that money. www.ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. Ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. 
is a way there's no fees all the money goes to the creators there's uh, monthly options and um, patron only or whatever Mem you know contributor only benefits for instance episodes without me asking for donations and uh, yeah that would be awesome you can also go to patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan for the same thing if you're in love with Patreon mm, I also have an album at nickflanagan.bandcamp.com that you can uh, buy for whatever price you wish alrighty back to the interview thanks but now let's forget about this topic and move back to where we death. were before. Well, it's death. not so much about I death. I like discussing death and things more than I like discussing digital. I mean, you saw me on the Canadian things. podcast. This was on yours, and I took it to some dark places almost immediately. Yeah, I like dark places. Me too. you know, then you can shine a light in there. And as I think I've mentioned when we've had, you've been on the podcast or I've been on yours, the first time that we... I think I went on your WFMU show when you had that. I think we talked about ISIS beheadings. Did we? Yeah. One of my favorite subjects. <laughs> Me too. But anyway. Love it. So this isn't so much about death, but uh, or the exact moment of, uh, of d people talking to you. It's about, I found like afterwards, I was not in a great place for like a long time. After being on my show? No, after the oh, death oh, of my oh, oh. <laughs> the No, I no, it's a horrible. I mean, I think it took me years to uh, to be, to be in any. That's I what was, I'm feeling. I, I haven't made as much money as I've wanted to, pretty much since then. You know, like, and I've had, uh, and when I know that sounds really like weirdly materialistic, but I just mean supporting myself has been hard. Like. Uh, having a clear mind has been hard at yeah. times, you know. And I had to move to Los Angeles almost immediately after that, you know. Well, yeah. I, I didn't have to, but my visa was activated and it was a yeah, ticking so to... clock, you know. Well, I, yeah, I found that I think I took a real dip financially after yeah. my mom died because all of a sudden I was trying to just, just be distracted Mm -hmm. no matter what so I, oh we're gonna keep going for three minutes it's 325 okay uh i would you know someone would be like hey do you want to come do this like do you want to play guitar in my band do you want to do this mm -hmm. or that i'd be like yeah let's go yeah i was just like i would just want to be distracted mm -hmm. all the time so i kind of forgot to work for a couple of years yeah and that's i mean very much i, I think i'm still having that but then on, when I was in L.A., I was also having that. And on top of that, it's like that was two years where I wasn't regularly with my family. So now it's like I'm in Toronto and I'm at my mom's. And so this is like this weird. And we just were dealing with like my uncle being sick. Like it is wild. Like that's the thing is I'm at a point where I just go, well, how is there even time to work? <laughs> There's so much other yeah. shit happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was just, uh, and then you spend so much time. I find this, you know, when I get in like real ruts, whether it's grief or gas, uh, what gas, gas, or um, of any host of depression or whatever. Yeah, that like I get into where I'm 
trying to dig myself out of it so much that mm-hmm. like that's the job <laughs> like well yeah like i'm like i'm sleeping i'm exercising i'm yeah. meditating i'm doing this and doing that You're avoiding gum avoiding gum I, where do you stand on gum i take it out of insecurity oh if someone when someone offers it no i'll buy it out of insecurity oh. but like it feels weird. It feels like little chunks of it get in my teeth, ruining my teeth. Oh, I don't know what kind of gum. I, the, I am. It's, my problem with gum, if we may, digress. Digress is that. Um, digress away. I think they make it. It's too strong now. Oh yeah, they'll have like super four, super strong XL, super str- whitening, super strong. Yeah. So then, when you're around someone chewing gum. You have no choice but to have mint in your like nostrils and stuff. I don't. I hate that. What would you rather have in your nostrils? Cocaine. No, I. I just don't want to smell like gum. I think if you're gonna have a minty scent on you, then I. If I'm getting close, like five, six inches, mm-hmm. but I don't want to like hang out with someone who's like three feet away and I can smell their gum. Yeah. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to smell anything from three feet away. Do you not like smells? I th- I don't like s- smells on people, really. Right. Positive or negative. Unless they smell like if they have a really good light scent, I'm all for it. You know what's changed my life and I think helped me get past grief? Cologne? No. Gum? Shaving regularly. And oh. recently, a shaving brush? And equally recently, shaving soap that costs $3 and I get a better shave than ever. And this show is sponsored kinda... by Dollar Soap Club. Wait, so you go like like, in, like you're yeah, uh, you lather it a up. guy in 1942. <laughs> oh, wow. And do you use like a straight razor? No. You just use a razor. I'm, I'm not discriminatory about what the sexuality of the razor is. <laughs> I use a, a fluid razor. Sure. But uh, now, last questions. Mm-hmm. Should I do DMT on, on New Year's Eve? Th- that's a drug. Yeah, I don't think so. Do mushrooms. Okay. Well, we should. T- well, we'll talk about this another time, I guess. But <laughs> I'm really curious to to do microdosing of mushrooms. mushrooms to treat anxiety and depression. Yeah, that's something I kind of go back and forth on, and I think we'd have to have a full other. Discussion, you know, the two of us can gammer on forever about everything. In, yeah, in oh, they, us, and it's fun to do, and I'm sure the audience wants that. Oh, yeah, they're like yammer. But to be honest with you, I'm also on an episode of your podcast about Canada that's coming out the same Tomorrow. week as this. Yeah, so people will get this opportunity. But yes, uh, I'm down with this microdosing, I'm into it. I just think my take on things now is that. No one thing is going to solve a problem. Management no. of it through therapy, medicine, pretend, but maybe this falls under the category of a type of medication. It's being approved by doctors now. Meditation, exercise, good diet. Oh, yeah. These are all good things. Animal hugging, you know. I do all of the things you mentioned. Yeah, like this is the stuff you need just to be above water. And even then, there could be acts of God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm, that's a, like, I I would like to get the water maybe, like, down to my shoulders. That's a fun thing to swim want, in. Yeah, I want 
I want it like not up to my chin. No, I don't want. I I want the water to my nipples. Yeah, you know, because then you're sort of feeling it, but it's not near your chin, and then the chin that's near the mouth, and then I'm scared. Yes, exactly. But uh, mm-hmm. plus, I was reading. You know, the guy uh, Ram Das just died. Yes. So I was like, and I, I. He's cool. He seems cool. Yeah. Um, but and I did not know that much about him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I was reading various articles, and he was talking, you know, because he was really into psychedelics. Yeah. And but then he talks about like being with this guru in India, mm-hmm. and the guy was like, without him to, you know, he was like, I hear you have something for me that you brought, and he just could sense it like. No one had told him, supposedly. And he's like, yeah, I brought you LSD. And so they did it. And he said that he just sat with... And the guy was not affected by LSD because he was already <laughs> on such a plane. Yeah, but what if he was just tripping out imagining that he wasn't affected by it? Maybe, yeah. I mean, the whole thing's a bit suspect, but... It's sus. He's sus. No. Sus, man. I like... Uh, but Ron, I was Ron like, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, like, yeah, the highest point is like you wouldn't need it but yeah i mean i think that's another um, thing is like drugs and this kind of thing actually are this sort of they, they point out how things um how you can the possibilities of how you can perceive things you know so the question is do you need the drug for those possibilities well i have felt much stronger emotions in my sleep than i ever feel awake that's amazing and like feelings of joy I never feel in my waking hours mm-hmm. like where I'm just like oh my gosh and I was so excited about it I was telling my therapist about it I was like oh my god I'm my capacity for joy is much greater than I realized betterhelp.com what's that video pod video therapist no I don't okay, do that sorry anymore. I interrupted you right but I was like I was like I was, I was like oh, he's like he's like yeah it's in you it's in you already exactly and then uh, yeah, and and you know, going back to my mom, I've had these like really powerful dreams with her. Ah. you know, since she died, that are like just been powerful in ways that I don't feel in my waking hours. Uh huh. And so I go like, I know it's in me. Mm-hmm. I know it's in me. Well, my mom actually recently, I asked her about dreams. I don't even remember why. It was like maybe I was concerned about her sleep cycle or something Mm -hmm. because I was like, is she getting enough sleep? Is she dreaming? You know, I always feel like if you're dreaming, that at least helps say that you're a little rested. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was like, yeah, you know, I'm or I was I think I might have asked her, like, do you think about like my dad or whatever or when, you know, uh, and she said, you know, I dream about him. Like I dream that he's like going to a the theater and I'm like late or something and she mm-hmm. was like and she goes like I think you you, you, know, you know you know that that what that means the meaning's pretty clear uh, I mean I I kind of know what she means what, did, what does she mean do I think, think it's like she's not dead yet oh yeah but Wait, no were they together when he died we were all together except for my sister I mean so the, they were still married oh yeah yeah no it was uh, crazy I mean it was just like it was one of those things where we had that diagnosis. Were your parents together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we had this diagnosis, and it was in a way very uh, positive for the family unit, you know, mm-hmm. my sister. And then it was only four of us, you know, so it was just a very small team. And then 
once he sort of started devolving, I moved even closer to the house and, you know, it just was all very close knit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was it. So wait, why did you, why did you ask if they were together? Was it just like, I was just curious. That's cool. No, um, no subterfuge. No, there wasn't like a higher uh, purpose or any, uh, ulterior motive or. So there you have it. Dave Hill and I, parents both together <laughs> until the last. Yes. And that's why we're so well adjusted. That's why we're both incredibly <laughs> well adjusted people. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for, I would say, coming to the podcast, but I came to you to do we my podcast. We should have switched chairs. That would have been good, but I, I, I think I did. I think you gave me space to be the host. Yeah, I, I hope so. I respect that. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you for let's. We should do another here. episode soon. I think My so. This was great. Third appearance. This was fun. We got real. We got real. Lucy, your dog is nice. She's a sweet sweetie. Okay, guys. Talk All to right. you later. When will this come out? This week. Oh yes. I'll t- I'll, I'll tour it. I'll tour it. I'll take it. All right. I'm gonna hit stop. <laughs> Thank you, Dave Hill for taking the time to talk to me and thank you the listener for getting to the part at the end where i thank dave hill for talking to me i really hope you like the podcast check out davehill.com check out dave hill on instagram that's the only piece of social media he's got so that's where you follow him you'll see that chili from tlc likes a lot of his posts so how about that i'm gonna go Keep it real. Keep it 100. Keep it true. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast for the last year and a half now. And, uh, you know, I I really appreciate uh, having the chance to talk to you through a microphone from far away. And uh, I know that your creative spirit will flow this year, even if you're expressing it through working in the the service industry. That's creative, too. You are the gods of the world. People who serve food. Uh, Odd way to end the decade. But yes. I'm going to end it this way. You are the gods of the world. People who serve food. Tip your waitress. And waiter. And non-binary server. And give me a tip on how to better live my life. Weeklypodcast at gmail.com All right. Thanks. Bless. See you. Funny papers. Bye. Oh, man. Nick. Oh, God. Flanagan. Weekly. Oh, man. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly.